Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the... Booyah! What's up? It's your boy Joe, baby. And to my other, other right, weighing in at 178, Adamantium Phil coming straight out of Krakoa, Alphys. I'm gonna be the Pirate King! <laughs> and coming in to my other, other other right jesus f baby's 13th apostle cavi anvil how's it going cavi oh everything's great and everything is awesome over here too jesus f baby and the f is for one piece the f is silent people i'm out well you know what's not going to be silent today ladies gentlemen and knights this episode of the nerd world order broadcast because we are going to be talking about a little show live action version that just aired this weekend on netflix we are going to be talking about one piece now the cool thing about this is uh i was running through my social medias and cavi started talking about one piece and i was like oh dang like i know cavi loves anime so if He's watching this live action and going back to committing to watch 1,000 episodes of a show that's been on forever. This must be pretty cool. So I want Cavi to be part of this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So I invited Cavi on today, uh, and we are going to talk One Piece. But before we get started, Cavi has been a member of the NWO, one of our brothers, for a really long time. But some of you are not on the Cavi Anvil bandwagon, which means we got to introduce Cavi and tell you about exactly who he is. So, uh, Cavi, if you just want to start off for the audience and tell the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, what you want them to know about you. Yeah. Um, hi, I'm a nerdy rapper. I rap about anime and nerdy things and geeky things like Ghostbusters. I haven't put anything out in a while because I'm also a teleprompter and my job is amazing, but keeps me very, very busy. So new music is coming, but I don't know when. Yeah. Well, oh, and also there's this guy, me, Jesus F baby. Jesus yeah. F baby. It's like, uh, man, if you're on Instagram and you have the opportunity to check out JFB as we call him in the biz, uh, definitely want to get an opportunity to see Jesus F baby. But uh, uh, let me ask you a question, Cavi. You've got a lot of projects going on. You're multi-talented. You've got your raps. You've got your skits with JFB. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram. I don't post that much right now, but it's at Cavi Anvil. And um, I should probably spell it C-A-V, like Victor, I-E-A-N-V-E-L, because I spell anvil wrong. But dropping anvils, like on Wiley Coyote's head. And um, yeah, you'll at least find some shenanigans on my story. So yeah. Nice. So IG is the place to find Cavi and JFB. Uh, Cavi, what's your big fandom? What are you into? 
Ghostbusters is like my favorite thing ever. I love anime too, but um, Ghostbusters, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting because I feel like I'm a Ghostbusters fan, but then like there's cavy level Ghostbusters fan, which is just completely different level, man. So speaking of Ghostbusters, what do you think of like uh, like the franchise? What's your favorite Ghostbusters movie? The first one, hands down, is the best. Um, I like the second one. I thought the second one was fun. He's Vigo. Um, Vigo was great. Um, and third one, uh, there, there's a good movie in there somewhere. I, I, I'm sure there is somewhere. There's some good improv in there that they could not, you know, put out there because rated R. Um, and the last one was pretty awesome. Uh, I had some problems with it, but I'd give it a solid eight out of ten. So I'm asking for some deep cuts here. We have the real Ghostbusters. We have the extreme Ghostbusters. How do you feel real Ghostbusters fits into the whole Ghostbusters story? Real ghost. Okay. The real Ghostbusters was the, the OG one that was, cause there was another Ghostbusters that had like the doom buggy car or it wasn't, it was like a ghost car. Do you know what I'm talking about? And there was an, yes. And yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Like, yeah, that don't make me go deep on that. Cause that actually came out before your Ghostbusters. I actually really like that Ghostbusters cartoon. I think it was great. Uh, I think it was well done. I haven't watched it since a kid, but I loved it as a kid. So we'll see if it stands the test of time. I'll have to go chase down those on YouTube. Um, but yeah, OG, real Ghostbusters is awesome. And um, it still holds up pretty well. There's some things that are a little dated, but some of the episodes are freaking solid. Nice, nice. Uh, the Ghostbusters with the monkey was a live action show first. Like it's, it's mind blowing. That was a live action show. And then they basically had the rights to the name. So they made a cartoon out of it. But that live action show came out like 20 years before your Ghostbusters. Uh, but now, now that I'm finding a way to like start trouble, let me ask you a question. Who is your favorite hero? Favorite hero, favorite hero, Spike Spiegel. Let's go with Spike Spiegel. Spike Spiegel. You know, if if I had to do life over, I would say Spike Spiegel's probably from Cowboy Bebop. Is that right? Yeah, you could say that. Okay. Okay. Um Cowboy Bebop. We we're talking live action here and there. What do you think of the Cowboy Bebop live action? So I watched one episode and um it wasn't awful. But I, I didn't get through it. Um, I, I was kind of kind of biased because of hearing everybody else's opinions. But um, Spike was such an amazing martial artist in the anime. And that did not play in that first episode. Like the martial arts did not look good. I really can't have a true opinion about it because I didn't watch the rest of it. Wow. Well, I, for that, I'll say if something's not good enough for you to get through the first episode, then... And that kind of speaks for itself. And what Joe frequently tells me is watch the anime. Don't bother with that live action. So that's what I'll do. Not. Uh, let me ask you another question. So um, what inspired you to become an artist? Because, you know, you've got your rap. You've obviously got Jesus F. Baby, as well as I feel like you're immersing yourself in the overall, I'll say, creative industry you know like you're part of the industry now you you shake hands with notable people whose names we know on the big screen what inspired you 
to become an artist? Uh, I had a friend that was playing bass and that got me to pick up the guitar. Fun fact, I'm a guitar player and we played in a like kind of punk metal cover band. We did some of our own stuff. We played a bunch of System of a Down, Corn, Deftones covers and stuff like that. And when the band broke up, I was like, I always loved hip hop. And I was like, ah, I'm going to become a rapper because it'll be easier to not have to deal with all these personalities of band members. And no, it wasn't easier. It wasn't easier. The music game is rigged. It's rigged. Do you know how much a stream, a million streams on Spotify, how much do you think you get paid? for uh, If you go viral, you get a million streams. Uh, a million dollars. It's like between three grand and like six grand. Google it. Yeah, think about that. <laughs> Fun wow. fact. Well, you know, uh... the industry is a sham. Okay, it's rigged by the devil, and I don't like it. And I'll see you in hell, devil. Devil cry, maybe. I'm out. I believe Jesus F. Baby's probably a more of a heavy metal fan with his uh, frequent mentions of the devil. So, yeah, JFB his, holding it down. His favorite band is Cradle of Filth. Fun fact. It's really weird. See, I knew it. I knew it. JFB into the uh, death that, metal. That and baby. Baby metal. Oh, dude, baby metal those are my girls right there dude i love me some baby metal like they just did a song with uh tom morello so it's not that good but yeah check it out dude i think it's called heavy metal or something like that check it out it's a pretty sick song i love baby metal saw him in concert with corn because that's every concert story i tell is i saw something in concert with corn dude they killed it i was at that concert with you sir Ah, oh, see, see, I was trying to be special. I was like, oh, I went to a concert and I saw baby metal. And then you're like, fool, I was there too. And so was Jesus. He was in my pocket. It's like, okay, okay. It's all good. Um, all of you should definitely have a better understanding of who Cabby is and, you know, why he is part of the NWO. So let's. I'm Batman. Dude, you didn't call Batman. Like, you didn't call Batman at all. Um, dude, it's like having Alf having Cavi is going to be like having like Alfonso 2.0, like random jokes and not going to actually make a decision. It's like, hey, let's find another Alfonso and crickets so, hey. <laughs> and crickets. That's right. Um, cricket symphony. So let's get into one piece. So ladies, gentlemen, and knights, we are going to go into great detail talking about one piece season one however we are also going to do the favor of not going past season one what you're going to find out is that joe is an og for one piece alfonso just recently jumped into it and cavi's getting into it too but we're not going to go past season one so we're you know if you want to hear about season one we are your source if you want to go past season one then you're going to have to have a private chat with joe later on so uh, let's jump into this, gentlemen. First question I would have for you, and I'm going to throw it out to Alfonso, is what was your expectations of the show before it started? Man, I got to tell you, I was, I was kind of, I was kind of dreading it because you know we have not had any kind of live ad adaptation of any kind of anime, you know, come out good at all. And you know, I seen some of the pictures from the set, and I'm like, oh, looks a little cheesy. I go, but you know, 
from what I saw from One Piece, it, it looks pretty fun. So I think if they can stick with the heart of the show, I think they can they could pull it off. Uh, you know, me, I'm always hopeful, and but I wasn't, I wasn't, but I was. <laughs> wow, you know, Alfonso hasn't been our ray of positivity lately. Like normally, he'd be like, "I was really excited," but. It's like lately he's been like, this sucks. And I knew it was going to suck before we got started. Dang. It's like the part of Joe will be played by Alfonso. Um, for me personally, I I was much like Alfonso, right? I was like, Netflix puts out trash, right? I'm like, I feel like Netflix is one of those things you just keep because you forget that you have an option to get rid of it. And, of course, Stranger Things. But let me say something about that, Cavi. Okay. You have one show that comes out, like, every quarter, like, every three months that you actually want to see. Otherwise, it's all garbage. But we never get rid of our – you know what? I, I mean, what we should do is, like, I'm going to cancel my Netflix because I just watched One Piece. And as soon as Stranger Things starts up again, then I'll resubscribe. That's what we need to do. So, as you guys can tell, I was not very excited about this show because Netflix be putting out trash. Gabby, uh, were you excited for the show? No, I'm in the same boat as you guys. I saw the poster at Comic-Con, like, on one of the buildings, and I was hating on it. I was with some friends, and I was like, that shit looks awful. Sorry, excuse my language. Uh, PG-13, people. PG-13. Um, yeah, but I was like, it looks awful. And they were like, oh, from the pre from the trailer, it looks kind of cool. And I was like, oh, really? And I was like, all right. And then I didn't see the trailer because I didn't care. And then I started hearing how good it was. And, and hey, you know, I guess I, I followed the crowd right off that bridge. And um, it was worth it. I'm glad I jumped off that bridge. You know, I have to say that the only reason I jumped off the bridge is because Straw Hat Joe spoke so much crap about how great the show was. Otherwise, I would have completely passed on it. Joe, what were your expectations going into this? Uh, being a One Piece fan, the expectations for me are pretty high. I, I saw the first trailer. It didn't help me realize that it was going to be any good. Like, it didn't put any votes of confidence to him for me and the guy uh Inaki, i think is this was his voice kind of like i didn't like it for some for some reason right it kind of a i thought at the time it annoyed me and then the um mckenyu he's the guy that played zoro has already been in two anime uh live additions one's Ru, uh ruinini kenshi and knights of the zodiac which me, me and my son went to watch Knights of the Zodiac because the cartoon was dope, and that live anime uh, adaptation was really bad, really bad. So for me, like when the second trailer came out, I wasn't looking forward to it. Didn't, and then the, by the time the third one came out, they showed a little more stuff, and I was interested. And in what really made me want to watch it, even though I had my doubts, was if you wanted to, you can have. The Japanese voices, you can dub that in the original Japanese voices. All you can you can hear them you if you watch a dub. So were they Japanese? Was yeah, so like you could you can you can hear them in Japanese in this English dub or subtitle, that, sorry. 
yeah, that's pretty cool. I would never do that, but that is actually very well. That's cool. that's how bad. Like when I heard Luffy's voice from the trailers and the interviews, I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna listen eight episodes. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'll just listen to the original voice. You know that I watch it from the anime. Well, you wouldn't know that because you watch dubs. That's right. I watch. I proudly watch dubs. I watch dubs while listening to dubstep. Okay, I love me some dub, but. Joe, I'm going to throw a question back to you because I feel like, you know, when it comes to watching One Piece, you're the captain of this ship and my continuous bad puns. Um, what has your experience been with One Piece that prepared you to watch the show? Just the storytelling. Like, that's what's key about One Piece is right now with this live action, it's number one. The manga right now where they're at is, is is on fire right now. Everyone's talking about that. And everyone's talking about the latest episode that dropped this past Saturday. Uh, 1074 episode. The animation is dope. People, I mean, there's you, you run into a lot of arguments where they talk about how Dragon Ball Z fans, you know, or Naruto fans, all talk, especially Dragon Ball Z specifically, I always consider everything just Dragon Ball Z. Even if it's super whatever, it's all Dragon Ball Z. But you know, they always make comments of like, "Yeah, you said Gear Four, Gear Five is supposed to break the internet. It's not as good as Super Saiyan Two, this and that." But the the one thing that Oda has always said was he didn't want his storytelling be affected in a way where it's just nothing but arts and fancy drawings and fast fancy animation. This is why in Gear Five he has Toon powers. So he can pretty much like Looney Tunes, like he can, that's his, some of his power where he can make the, 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 the ground bounce and stuff like that. And so that's the one thing Oda really wanted to emphasize was storytelling, character developments of each character, the scenes that were that you've seen in um, the live action, Alan, is hits you just as hard as the anime. And that's, that's why a lot of people like One Piece is, just, is the storytelling. Long and short in anime, bro, it's been a long time, man. And you can't do that unless you have good storytelling. And even 20 years later, man, like where they're at now is still piquing people's interest. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, you know, I'll just throw this out there. If you listen to the broadcast, then you know I don't have the attention span to bench watch anything. And uh, a thousand episodes is a very daunting number. And then Joe just threw out some number 1079. I'm like, and no, but, uh, you know, so I'm not going to have too much to contribute to this except to say, Joe told me to watch it. Joe told me to watch it for years. And I was just like, no, that's, this is like a long-term commitment. And I've done this once, not going to commit to anything long-term again. So, uh, so Alfonso Westman Flores, what was, what were your, uh, experiences with one? Well, um, one piece, I, you know, I've heard about it and it's like pirate thing. I'm like, oh, that seems interesting. But you know, at the time I wasn't too much into anime. My, my daughter started getting me interested in anime all over again. Um, and then my son, my, my 26 year old son, or he calls me up. He's like, dad, dad, you gotta watch one piece. Oh dad, I'm getting a tattoo. I'm like what? You're getting a tattoo. He goes, yeah, it's Zoro's uh, blades on the back of my neck, you know, on the, on my back. And I'm like, Zoro. <laughs> and of course, Zoro, I'm thinking, you know, uh, the, the Spanish or no, I'm sorry. The, the, the Mexican guy from uh, the Antonio Banderas Zorro, you know? And I'm like, no, 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 dad, not that. Zorro from One Piece. I'm like, One Piece? I thought he was a stretchy guy. And he goes, yeah, that that's the captain. But, you know, the rest of the team, there's there's other people. There's more people? <laughs> I thought it was all about one guy. So 
he's like, oh yeah, so you got to check it out, Dad. All right. I'm like, he's like thousand thousand episodes. I'm like, oh man, I'll see what I can do. So I started watching it. Uh, I'm about 97 episodes in right now, and I got a little fatigued. You know, it. So many other things are coming out here and there, but then the live action came out, and I watched that, and I'm like reinvigorated. I'm gonna I'm gonna be back into it. You know, probably bust out another couple hundred episodes. I want to try to at least stay in the know with what's coming out with the live action. So um, I'm pretty, you know, it's like 97 episodes. I'm pretty neck and neck with it. I think I'm a little, just a little past what happened in the, in the TV show. So I'm super stoked to see what happens. I want to stay with it. Um, I'm, I'm curious about the way it works with, you know, actors and aging out. Are they going to do big time jumps, you know, get rid of some of the stuff that's just, isn't as important because, you know, it's like all they're doing is going to go around fighting pirates, working their way to where they're going. So maybe they're going to get rid of some of the stuff. So that way, or condense it at least. So that way they can get more story in the live action. So that way they can try to get this, this ship rolling (laughs) literally um, to get to where they need to be so that, you know, we can get a a conclusion with the live action. So, um, you know, I'm super stoked about it. My my daughter Emma, she's she hasn't been watching it. I've got her to commit to watch a live action with me. I don't think she knows that I've watched it already. So I'm I'm playing, you know, keeping it keeping it on down low. So we'll watch it together. So at least this way I get two watches out of it right off the bat. And so Cavi, I saw your post uh, earlier today saying that you're gonna jump into uh watching the anime. Did you have any other exposure or experiences with One Piece prior to that? Uh, no, not really. Aside just seeing cosplayers running around and like kind of learning names. Like I knew who some of the characters were. Like I, I had seen uh, Zoro enough times. Um, I'd seen Nami a little bit, um, but no. Um, and jumping in. So I am, I don't trust the monster that I am of binge watching stuff. Cause I think I ran through Hunter Hunter in less than a month, which was so many episodes and lost so much sleep. Um, and I got adulting to do. So I'm like, if I jump into this, like, okay, I'm going to limit myself to three episodes a day, which will put me in a pretty high number in a year. Like I'll be almost through the whole thing. So that's kind of my, the angle that I'm playing. Very nice, man. I may do something similar, but as you guys were talking, I, I had one of these crazy ideas and I was wondering what you guys would think. Cause I know that there was a one piece episode in the theaters, probably about eight months ago. If they ran like, let's say an hour and a half of one piece in the movie theaters every weekend, right? Like let's say Friday, Saturday showings, would you guys go to see them in the theaters? I'll start off with Jim. Yeah, I did. I mean, I watched, it's called One Piece Red. I mean, I went to go watch that with Shank's daughter. Uh, me and my, both my sons went to go watch that. Um, and, and to your point, Netflix have, they, they did, they have come out with movies where they cover certain arcs. And you actually, Netflix released a bunch of them. I think it was yesterday. So you can actually go there and watch some movies that cover some arcs. Nice. You know, but if it was, and, but if it was in the theater, would you go every week? Yeah. Well, that because I like the anime, so no, I mean, just, yeah, okay. yeah, I would definitely do that. And you know, I want to touch on Alfie's point. Um, you uh, they did it very different from the anime. Uh, Don Craig, so Don Craig is the guy, do you remember Mihawk was on the beach scene 
where he beat the dude with the guns. That's Don Craig. He had a bigger arc in the anime, the first few episodes of Luffy. So they cut that one and made it to where Mihawk actually fought him and took that arc out. So to your point, Alan, or um, Alfie, sorry, um, that's what they're doing. Because there's so much source material, over a thousand episodes and a lot of chapters, they can pull what they they need to. And, and that's exactly what they're doing right now. Is they're pulling certain things in there, making it different. A few changes here and there. So let me throw a question back at you, Joe. Uh, the source material, do you feel like they're respecting it and keeping on track? Yes. I think they pulled enough of it. And the, and the changes that they've made is, is trivial. It's like Usopp and Anime didn't kiss. Um, I can't remember her name. Kayla? Kaya? You know, like where they kissed in, in the live action, they do an anime. It's just trivial little stuff like that. You know, the Don Craig thing, I mean, it's different than anime, but it's good changes. It's not bad changes. And you got to remember, it's 20 years of source material. Oda has put his finger on that whole anime, the live action. He didn't like a live action scene. He told him to redo it. So the source material, he's pulling straight from Oda. 20 years from where it started, you don't think Oda thought about, I should have did it this way, or I wish I would have done it that way. Where this live action, they have the opportunity to do that. And that's what they did. They changed a few things. Very cool. So I'm going to throw a question to Kev to start us off. Um, I have my answer. You guys might know what it is, but I'm going to turn it over to Kev first. Is this the greatest anime live action adaptation ever? Hands down, yes. Yes. Nine out of ten straw hats is what I'll give it. <laughs> um, it's solid. There there was a couple moments of, you know, acting choices that, like, it's cheesy and campy, but it works. Um, I think Luffy is a super endearing idiot that just is so likable. And I, I'm a sucker for a good protagonist. I, I get a little bit of uh, Naruto vibes from him a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I just... I think they nailed it I, with all the characters. I think they nailed it. Um, yeah, I think it's well done. And so do I. Totally. Jesus, F baby, and the F is for Luffy. What do you think of that, Dukes? So I've got a question for both um, Jesus, F baby, and also for Cavi. Have you seen Dragon Ball Evolution? Have you? What's that? Okay, that's all I needed to know. That make that that makes your answer. At, it's, it makes a lot more sense now. I'm going to turn it over to Alfonso Xman Flores. Ask you the same question: Is this the greatest anime live action adaptation ever? I'm going to say yes. And I did try to watch Dragon Ball Evolution when you had Jimmy Steve from Shameless on there trying to be all. Uh, yeah, he, he just wasn't, man. He just was not. It was, it was, it was pretty bad, dude. It was pretty bad. Um, I tried to watch Cowboy Bebop, couldn't get through that. Um, I can't even think of what other live action adaptations we've had. There was actually a Full Metal Alchemist live action. You know that guy, that the, the robot. What's his name again? Alphonse. I can't, I can't remember. It's Alphonse, dude. I, you know, I found that out and I really need to watch that show. 
um, <laughs> or the anime. I don't, I don't really want to watch the live action because I heard that was hot garbage too. <laughs> so you've never actually watched Full Metal Alchemist? Nope. Oh, okay, well, there you go. So, Joe, I am going to turn this question over to you. I think we know the answer. Best is—is is this the best live action anime ever? Yes, I think it is. For as of right now, yes. And because it's so good, it, what 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 does it do? It makes Naruto fans happy because now with this live adaptation that did so well, now they're working on a Naruto one. Is it going to be as good as that one? I don't know. But, you know, when something goes well like this, it's good for, you know, anime community in general, even though anime community, you know, is very toxic because they, they can't appreciate each other's anime. They want to talk smack about which anime is better. But the one thing that they all can agree on is One Piece got to win with this one. Anyone that likes One Piece got to win for this one. And I base live adaptations on this. Would you watch it if you don't watch the anime? Cavi did. You did. You know, me watching it made me go rewatch old episodes that I watched before. Same thing with Alfie. And so that's how I base things on whether or not it's good enough is when you, when people find the love for something and go back and, you know, rewatch things. Okay. So before I jump into my analysis, I, I got a question for you guys. Um, Joe, obviously you're deep in anime. Um, are there any other anime, either, uh, you know, let's say animation or maybe just mangas that you'd like to see at this point based on the success of this to have the live action treatment at this point? Other, I mean, you spoke about Naruto already, Joe. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, Demon Slayer, Hell's Paradise. You know, they did Bleach already. That didn't come out too well at all. Um, they did a yeah, Bleach those, live action? Yeah, a long time oh. ago. See, oh. that's how you don't know about it because it wasn't that good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like Hell of Paradise is super good. So Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer, those are like the top hottest animes that are, you know, like Demon Slayer has been around for a few times. But Hell's Par Paradise is brand new. And Jujutsu Kaisen is working on the second season. And that's really good, too. So I would so, like to see see those ones. So it's it's interesting because you know as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself like, well, what about the what about the uh, special effects? Would they be able to pull it off? That's one thing that I really liked about um, One Piece was the special effects. Given what they were, they were pretty good. Like I was completely surprised by how good they were. Um, Cavi, what were your thoughts on the special effects? Uh, there was, uh, all of them were great. One of the scenes that looked amazing was, um, when, uh, the fish, uh, attacks them on the boat. I think that was episode one. You know what I'm talking about? It was the giant fish. It's like a Loch Ness mm -hmm. monster kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That looked amazing. That looked spectacular. And I like what they did with buggy. I thought the, the stuff with, uh, Luffy, everything looked great. Like his, his powers look great. You know, I, I just thought Luffy would look like trash because we've seen stretchy guys in, you know, hundreds of movies. That's uh, that's hyperbole on my part. But we've seen a lot of stretchy guys and it always looked like trash. 
and this it just came together very well and you know i think all the characters like to your point buggy uh, i was like wow this you know this clown's actually pretty interesting to uh you know he's he's a pretty interesting character and i like what he's doing uh just even you know um his grandfather who i guess was his uncle you guys can explain that to me but you know i thought he was pretty cool so just you know all the special effects were pretty cool how about you alfonso well, yeah, I, I really like the special effects. And, and you know, as far as what you're asking, Joe, about things that you would like to see made into a live adaptation, um, you know, one thing, I think one one thing about this one, why it's so successful is it's not like so many of the animes take themselves so seriously. So this one does as well, but it has a lot of fun with it. And I think that's that's a key component needed. So I think something like Hunter 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 would work really well. Uh, and most people would see it as Hunter X Hunter, but uh, I, I could not sit down and watch that straight back to back to back to back like you did, uh, especially the Ant episode, uh, episodes, but I did make my way through them. And that that was a story. I mean, you know, you got these two kids and their dynamic would make it, I, I think it would work really well with this. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Cavi seems to agree. Um, yeah, that's the main thing. It's like if you're gonna do one, you just gotta find one that doesn't take itself too seriously. Because when you know the best of the best, nobody's better, and this and that. I mean, like you got that a little bit with Zoro, but it's not the main story. You know, he he and he does great with it. You know, he wants to be the best swordsman, and he he gets to fight the best swordsman. The best swordsman is like, you know what, you got it. I'm gonna let you come back and try this again later because you're not quite up to speed right now. Yeah, you know that. That's actually one and thing I, that, I, that I really like. Go ahead, Kevy. I You know what I think might work well, but it's like total opposite direction is Promise Neverland. Like just that first arc, like season one, like give me a horror anime like that. That'd be insane. Like all you need is some good actors. It was just creepy. Like you don't know what's going on. Like they, they dropped the ball on the, I think it was the second season of, of that show. But that first season was on point on point now i'd love to see that in live action and, and it wouldn't cost that much at all it wouldn't cost anything to make that to be honest like every scene that they did or every episode and and um one piece was like 1.5 million or something like that an episode so you know netflix got a lot of money so they can't do that you know so other animes have to run into that are they if they do episodes is someone going to be willing to do that now this one piece kind of like you know, it's a good starting point, but will other people invest in it? You know, you know what I mean? Is the story good enough? Uh, you know, I'll give you an example, Alan. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Five main, five main characters. Break them off. Uh, let's see. Here you got Go, Goku, Vegeta, Gohan, uh, Piccolo, and number five, uh, Trunks. <laughs> Would you consider Trunks instead of Krillin? It's like a Yam Krillin? Yeah, Krillin. Those uh, once I thought about it, I even thought about... Um, well, you got Bowman uh, in there. No. Um, no, I'm, I'm just talking about main characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, you. I feel like every, I feel like all the guys who die all the time are kind of interchangeable. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you know, Yamcha and, mm -hmm. and Krillin, they're all interchangeable. Yeah, that, so the, the point I'm making is if you look at One Piece in the anime, each character goes through their struggles and they can become better and they get stronger in time. Krillin is stagnant. Yamcha stagnant. Um, Tien stagnant. 
the ones that keep getting stronger is pretty much, you know, Goku and Vegeta. The last movie, finally Gohan and Piccolo get strong. All that time, you know what I mean? Where's the development in that? You, you know what I'm saying? And that's why One Piece is, is so successful and people love it so much is because the storytelling and how deep you can get into these characters and you watch them grow and, and you want to see them manifest into something better. Like, I remember you had an issue with Usopp, how, you know, the character was portrayed in the live action. Well, in the anime, he's like that in the beginning. But as of right now, now he's, he, he, he becomes stronger. You get to see him become a coward to a brave sniper. And that's all in time. And that's the beauty about One Piece. Now, if any other live adaptation doesn't follow that same formula and or have the writer pay close attention and detail on everything they do, it will not be as successful. So I, I definitely have to agree with you on the point of just in that first season, I could see that they were setting up character development and evolution, you know, because Luffy lost his fight, right? Uh, Zoro lost his fight. Usopp is a freaking coward. And so it's like, you can see all those characters like, out of the gate it like it would be it would be a little bit pretentious if they came out of the gate beating everybody but the fact that they didn't in that first season i was like okay this is cool because i now want to tune in to see when is zoro gonna fight the ultimate swordsman uh will luffy have an opportunity to you know have a fight with his grandfather again so that he can show how much he's developed that caught my interest. And now I'm ready for a second season. So that that's a great point, Joe. Yeah. Let's not forget too. We got Nami who, who's like constantly like, you know, she doesn't trust anybody and, and she's always like, you know, looking for a back door. She's always trying to get out. She's trying to find something better and slowly, but surely she's realizing how much these people are her family and how much she can trust them, how, how much they're feeling that, that void that she's had since she was a small child when she was taken, you know? So um, yeah, let's not forget Nami there. So, you know, Cavi, I feel like out of all of this, you're, you're the person who most, um, most genuinely understands how folks build structure and arcs into how they develop things. Because, you know, much like this show, when you're writing your music or your sketches or stuff like that, um, it's like you have to build that. So um, how do you feel they did as far as building an arc or a structure that makes us want to see what moves forward? I thought they nailed it. I think uh, every character was very unique onto themselves. Their backstories were great. Um, I really like Nami's backstory, even though it was a little by the numbers. Like we've seen this story before, but it worked. Um I, I liked just the way she played it and being reluctant and, you know, uh, to join the crew and sabotaging the crew and then asking Luffy for help. And Luffy, Luffy's just such a lovable character that he helps her after all the betrayal anyways. And like, it just worked. It worked really well. Um, I really like, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Hold on. I got it. Sanji. I love Sanji's backstory. Like, and you know, the, um, the setup between um, the guy that rescues him and um, Luffy's uncle. And when they have their meeting and they're talking about, oh, you know, maybe it's uh, the guy that rescued Sanji is like, you know, it's time for the young ones to take over. It's time for us to step down. 
And like, that was just so cool to just see the progression of everything. No, I agree a hundred percent. And that's one of those things where it's like that conversation in itself was, it's kind of like, Oh, it's just off here by itself, but it's also kind of like setting up the show, you know, because I feel like, each character, you know, each member of the crew right now has someone that they're trying to like look up to or surpass. And so they're kind of setting it up with that idea. So yeah, you're so right, man. There's, there's so much intricate structure in it and there's so many ways that you can look at it. And it's just, it's an awesome show like that. Uh, you know, one of the things I want to discuss guys, because, you know, I, I sent a bunch of TikToks out to Alfonso and Joe and, and actually too, Cavi. Regarding the uh, the multicultural aspect that the show derived from the anime, or excuse me, from the anime and the manga. So uh, I'll just start it off here, and you guys can feel free to jump in whenever you want. I noticed that the African guy was kind of cowardly, um, but am I wrong? No, nah, the, the African brother was kind of cowardly, and they brought in that Ray originally. And it's like Netflix just said, let's roll with that. But yeah, okay, let me stop you. You know his dad was Yosop, right? You seen him in the first episode. He was that dope brother that went like this and bounced the the gun off the bullet off the thing and hit the dude. Do you remember that scene? I do. He didn't even that's have the bandana dad. with his name on it. Yeah, that's his dad. His dad's the best marksmanship in the world. Usopp is going to be the best. Mar you you know what I'm saying I can't spoil it because we we said not to spoil it. But the arguments that I have that would derail you from what you're thinking. Is gonna blow your mind because he's different from the, the way you know him. Every every character gets stuck. It's big old thing that I want to talk about, but I can't. But, you can't. but, you but can't. every character is not. It's not just Nami that all gravitates to Luffy, but it's it's so much. It is, it's so much. It's so intricate. It's so much. So much storytelling. That's why people love it, man. Yeah. Sometimes you got to start in a low position to be able to grow and and have this character development right if if you're you know starting off super powerful i mean you you don't have a lot of room and a lot of time to grow so when when it when it comes to something like this the person that grows the most is probably the one that you're going to identify with the most too so i yeah, do appreciate like, yeah uh-huh go ahead yeah Gabby. like uh, help them out what uh uh no from a writing perspective totally like you know you want to see that development and they're setting it up like you could just from a writing perspective i can just see like of course like he's going to make that turn and like you see him start to make that turn a little bit towards the end of the season where at first he was scared to even fire a slingshot and then you know by the end he gets that victory of like catching old dude on fire you know like so th there was a little bit of a build for him from where he started to where he was and you know and um captain usoff right they give him that at the end you know um even luffy is all like yeah we're gonna call him captain at the end so he he's getting those little things and and i think it's just gonna get better and better from there just from a writing perspective so basically um this is like drake started from the bottom now we hear and i gotta wait for the now we hear part of the song is that what we're saying hey degrassi is not the bottom okay I don't know, because, like, Drake couldn't walk, and now he's strutting around on stage. So I got to think Jesus F. Baby might have, you know, had something to do with that. So that's starting from the bottom, now we hear. So if Luffy can do – or, sorry, if uh, Usopp can do that, it may be okay. 
but but look at me derailing the conversation. What did you guys think overall of the representation that didn't include the African guy who was a coward? <laughs> you, you know, with me, it was it was kind of funny because um, you know, I watched it when I when I first watched the anime, you know, of course I'm thinking everybody, everybody's um, you know, Asian. And then, you know, it's like I, I don't know how I didn't realize it so much, but when when uh Luffy came out in the TV show and talking like I'm like, I recognize that accent. That that's like a Mexico City accent. And I'm like, is he Mexican? So I had to look it up and like the actor, he is Mexican. But yeah, he's supposed to be Brazilian. But uh yeah, it was I was really surprised because I have a friend who talks very similar to that. You know, he just has that clean little bit of just just a little bit of smoothness about it, you know. And I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty nice. I like that. <laughs> Very cool. And Joe, Joe, uh, what were your thoughts on the multicultural representative cast? Uh, I thought it was good. It's the videos that you sent me and Alfie and, and Cavi is like, guy was saying, oh, there's only one Japanese character. I'm Japanese, man. I was cool with it, bro. Like Zoro's Japanese. But it's it's comical to me. And that's an internet is savage. They're straight undefeated. You can't sit there and talk about you know, there you know, there's there's only one Japanese. When if you did your research, you'd find out they asked Oda, and Oda that's where he broke it down, and said what if if they were in today's time, this is where the, each each one would be from. So it's just it just it's comical, cracks me up. I think the people that they casted was perfect. I retract my statement once I seen it the first episode with the Naki. That dude's Luffy. That guy is Luffy to me. Like you know, and then. Nami's Nami to me, Zoro. Like I already knew Zoro. Look, he really looked for me. He looked like he was Zoro, like a live version from his torso. Like if you look at his torso, the way it's shaped, I'm like, dude, that's Zoro in the cartoon. You know what I mean? So it's like the torso, sh shoulders. Sorry, not the torso, sh shoulders. But it was kind of like thin. And anyways, uh, you know, Sanji was good. You know, Usopp was good, and the chemistry between each of the cast members. I'm like, yo, like I felt like. This was the second to third season. Like, you know, they they integrated with each other so well. And, and it looked like they were they knew each other for years. This is the second to third season. They they already got their like their their mojo. They're 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 running it and they know how to go, you know, like they know how the characters perfect. And, and it's just the chemistry is like you felt it. Even when you watch like them all together and they're talking about one piece, you know, you could tell they all like I they could all be generally friends, you know, if they're not, they're, they're some really good actors. So I, I was, you know, even like the B characters, like the Kobe was good. Uh, I can't remember his partner's name. Was good. I'm so bad at names. Like every character, like that, the Creed, the guy that when he'd go with his glasses like this, bro, when I saw him do that, I'm like, dude, he does that in anime. You know what I mean? Animes with glasses. Either they go like this or they go like this. But, the, you know, the, there's one of those two things that I would do with the glasses. But I thought little... Things like that, like, you know, when, when you see Anaki, he said it himself from One Piece, like every time he throws his arm, his left hand is on his shoulder and he goes like this. And so just details that an actor does has so much love for the manga and the anime. Something small like that where like someone like me that's watched that for like years can really appreciate that a lot. I, can, let me, can I chime in? Yes, you can. I love the thing with the glasses because I've seen this tons of times, but I had never seen this. And I was like, ooh, that's so like quirky and disturbing. Like, I really like that. And 
speaking of characters, the dynamic between uh, Sanji and Soro, like the little quips that they threw at each other, like that was great. That was gold. Like uh, what he was calling him waiter. Like he was like, I'm a, I'm a cook. He's like, Oh, you're a waiter. Um, like that stuff. I love that. That was so good. Yeah. I definitely like those, uh, those little back and forth. Cause I feel like that's going to build, you know, and I'm hoping, I know it's cliche, but I'm hoping they become, you know, friends a little bit uh, later. Yeah, you know, I just just pointed out, I mean, I'm sure you guys really understand, but the reason why he adjusts his glasses with the palm of his hand is because he's used to having those knives on his fingertips, so he could never really adjust his glasses that way. So, you know, just, just a little thing I, I pointed out. But, you know, w- when I first started watching this, uh, the anime itself, I'm like, why is everybody following the fool? You know what I mean? I'm like, Luffy's kind of, you know, he's Luffy. <laughs> and, and, and then, I, as I watch it, and, and especially with the anime, and it shows so well. The reason why they follow him is because of his heart, you know. And he, nobody's got a bigger heart. Nobody's got you know more desire than this guy. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there really quick. Yeah, and each of them have like their own dreams. They don't really have a family, you know. By the end of season one, they start to become a family. Like you can see Nami at the end, just looking at him like, dude. Who'd ever thought we're a crew? You know what I mean? And that's the, you know, they, they become the Nakama. Let me throw a question out at you guys. And this is uh, going to relate it back to DC and Marvel. You know, DC and Marvel for years now has taken a character. If they have red red hair, uh, they make him African-American. Or, you know, they, they switch nationalities all the time. And they seem to do it with a degree of agenda. Would it have bothered you? And I'm going to start with uh, you, Joe, because obviously you're the most invested in the show. Would it have bothered you if they opted to, for lack of a better phrase, cancel me, race swap? Um, I mean, for me, I was doubtful with the people that they casted now because, you know, like I wanted to be successful, you know, and I've never, you know, just to see them in chemistry to do that is, is fine with me. I'm a, I don't ever really harp too much on, you know, like race swapping. Just be good. If you portray the character good, I could care less if you're red, green, yellow, brown, black. I don't care. Just portray the character well. You know, and if you, even if you gender swap, if you make her a woman or a man, I don't care. Just be good. If you're a good actor, it shouldn't matter what you are. Just be a good actor. And so that's what I look for in in situations like that. I don't really care too much about, you know, what type of race you want to cast for something. Just be good. Awesome. Cavi, you 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 touch the industry most most compared to any of us. What are your thoughts on that as far as how it might have affected if they swap things around? Um, I, I agree with Joe. Just be good. I think there are times that like studios are purposefully doing that for an agenda but if they're good they're good yeah like um with with little mermaid like they could have just as easily created a new character in the little mermaid universe that was great and called her something else but they went with little mermaid i haven't seen it i don't know if it's good or not but if you're good you're good you know and and that's that's where i stand too like just just honor the role but like it it does feel like at times they're doing it at with an agenda and yeah ghostbusters 2016 um 
I, I honestly think there's a really good cut there somewhere. This is so off subject, but those girls are so funny. I think they had to take the most PG-13 jokes that they possibly could. But I bet you there's an R-rated cut of them improving that is absolutely hilarious. So, yeah, um, just random because everything has to be about Ghostbusters at some point in time with me. But, yeah. Excellent point. Uh, Alfonso, before I turn it over to you, I'd just like to remind Ladies, gentlemen, knights, nerveled order that Melissa McCarthy is the greatest actress of all time. Alfonso Westman Flores, uh, what's your thoughts on swapping characters, ethnicity, gender, stuff like that? Would it have affected this show? <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't think it would have. Um, you know, it really doesn't bother me unless, like, you know, somehow it changes the story. You know, the backstory. You know, there, there's, I mean. It, it, you can't you can't change the character too much i mean they could be you could be from any race and still same tell the same story i i have no issues with it at all um it it's kind of cool that i've been enlightened by what they you know what their race actually is on the show i i you know of course i thought they were all japanese and it's like oh hey look at that they're from all over the world it makes sense i mean you know pirates they're they're everywhere so yeah no issues there i was pretty happy with it so i'm gonna say we're all overlooking some of the greatest actors in the show. I'll just say that Arlong, that dude killed it. I was like, he is a good villain. In my opinion, he was, in, I'm not exaggerating this in hyperbole, he was Thanos level. Not with his plan, but with his intensity and the way he delivered. I was like, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Um, I'm down with the Fishman. So Arlong was cool. Alvita, I wanted to see more of her. I'm hoping she gets her own show. Um, every all the villains were dope. Buggy, like at first I was like, oh dude, they're gonna make him like the Joker, right? I thought he was just gonna be a Joker ripoff, but then it's like, boom, you know, he was he was really funny, a little demented, great. So overall, just talking to all the villains, Cavi, what'd you think? Uh, I agree with you. Arlong was amazing. I loved Buggy. Um, I love now that I've watched some of the anime, um, I got to the part where they fight buggy and I actually like the change that they made in the, in the live action of how they like defeat him. Like I thought the stuff with the, um, the treasure chests and trapping each part of him in a case, like that was, that was brilliant and it was better than the anime. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, uh, I do not know how to say his name, but the the son of the captain that was insane with the metal jaw, like his son, uh, I really like his development and how he's coming along. And I, I got nothing but positive things to say about everybody. They all freaking nailed it. Yeah. And I thought that was dude's real hair. Now I'm looking at his hair in the picture and I'm like, that was a dandy wig they gave him. I thought that was the boy's real hair. I'm impressed. Dang. But uh, Alfonso Westman Flores, I, I, mean, I know you don't ha you don't have the villainous trait, but what do you think of the villains? <laughs> it could have been his real hair. People get haircuts; it happens. <laughs> um, you know, right off the bat, Buggy Buggy was one that just like, oh man, they did him so well. Like the the writing, the the way he he delivered everything, it was it was great. I was super stoked about Buggy. Uh, <laughs> Arlong Arlong was amazing. Alvita, I was I was really impressed with Alvita too. You know. Uh, I remember that was the first the first um, pirate, you know, captain that I came across, and I was like, "Oh, we're not going to pull that one off." And and when they they pulled her out, and she was she was kicking butt, you know, she everybody was afraid of her. I, I think she did such a great job. And Garp, 
Um, his voice, his presence is so great, spot on, you know. Um, yeah, I've, I've got no concerns with these villains. It's like you can't have a good, 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 good guy without a good villain. You know, it's it's just one of those dynamics that you got to have yin and yang. And Joe, you're the most experienced man. You know these villains in and out. What do you think? How'd they do? Uh, they did pretty good. Like the buggy guy was like, man, I seen him from somewhere before. So, you know, I had a Wikipedia that ass. And he was like from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm like, ooh, I love them Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So then I was like, I like him more now because I like him in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know how that works. Um, and then Belcher or Arlong, good, dude. Top tier villain. Uh the one thing I had an issue with was it wasn't his acting, but they made him smaller than anime because anime was pretty big. And so they made him kind of small. But again, trivial little things, man, compared to what what this guy portrayed. I mean, I mean, overall, bro, you know that you know the fishermen were brothers. I mean, they had that nightclub like brothers. You know what I'm saying? The director's a brother. And the director was like, yo, you know we can't swim, but we're gonna swim today. We're going to be fishermen, and we swim in these waters. Uh, indeed. I, I think that the fishermen were brothers. Uh, so, <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, like the Himapo and then Kobe, no spoilers, but, in, but I, I, dude, they become strong. And so, like, again, Oda, again, it's good writing, bro. It's good writing. But, you know, like, to the buggy, to your point, um, Cavi, you know the anime they do separate them, and then and then you know and he ends up finding them in Logtown, and that's where Buggy and Alvita in the next season. But see, because they 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 made it to where Buggy was introduced with Arlong, and they actually had his body. They don't have to do that part of the story. Because that's the beauty about picking and choose from the source material, which Marvel and DC tend to stop doing, and they keep making up the other stuff, and it becomes bad. And they pick the bad pieces that they want to incorporate in their movies. Where Oda's there, I would have done it this way. Do it this way. You, you know what I mean? So even though the writer, you know, is writing it for this for this live action, he's also has Oda in his pocket. And Oda's like, yeah, do it this way. If I had another shot, I would do it this way. And I, and I think that's why they, it's so many chapters of this story in animation. Let's, let's be real. You're going to have, hopefully this gets approved for season two. Right. And it looked from the numbers, it looks like it is. And we'll go into the numbers real soon. But if they do very well, like the one piece of action is is the top 10 in 93 countries. That's huge. And Netflix, that's huge. That's going to get a season two, no matter what. It's even in the manga that's out right now, it's sold more than Harry Potter. So the the people are there. And this proves if you make a good anime live adaptation people will come out and they'll watch it and they'll support it if it's good so let's just say they get up to five seasons there's a thousand episodes man and it is coming to an end so you can't do everything so you're going to have to do what he did with the buggy and you know make it smoother chop it down to work and fit into like a, um eight episodes a season you know so it's like 1.5 million an episode so how many seasons do you think it's going to get? What if season two comes out and it's not as good as season one? You know what I mean? And so th those are the dilemmas that, you know, like a studio is going to face. That was uh, very well put. And as you're talking, Joe, it occurs to me that even Kobe and uh, Helmapo, they like even their story when 
uh, Garp said that he was going to train him. That was no joke. Like even that, I was like, oh, they're going to get stronger. So there are so many little breadcrumbs in this show, which I haven't seen in a long time, where it's like all the characters have something going on that you want to see how they progress. I, that's awesome. So I have a question for you guys as we sort of round the corner and get near the end of the show. Um, you know, we have anime, we have manga, we have live action. Uh, Joe, you've been watching this for a while. Um, where you are right now in the watching the anime, do you feel like at some point you're going to enjoy the anime or you have enjoyed the anime more than this rendition of the live action? Um, see, that's the thing. Like right now, like I said before, the live action is so good. It makes you want to rewatch old episodes, but the new episodes right now is fire. Like <laughs> you're gonna watch it, but the animation is crisp. Like the there's an episode where Sanji gets new powers, and his animation scene where he beats the guy he's fighting, bro. It's like million dollar scenes that they they did, did for this scene. Same with Zoro. Same with Luffy. Um, his Gear Five now One Piece. You figure. In episode 726, he had gear four. 1074, I want to say, or 72, gear five. So that's 300 episodes before he got a new form. And so people right now in the anime is so hyped up because his new form is here. And that's what everybody's talking about. And it came out around the same. And then not, and in the manga too, like what's happening in the manga, bro, is everything's just on fire, bro. Like everything, like the the live is on fire, the anime is on fire, and where they had in the manga, some stuff just popped off right now, and everyone's talking about that too. But I know we can't talk about it. But yeah, it's on fire, bro. I got a quick question. How does how does the animation compare from uh, District Entertainment District Arc from Demon Slayer? Because I think that's some of the best animation I've ever seen. To the animation you were just saying with Soro's new power, is it comparable? How, what do you think? Um. Dude, Demon Slayer's animation is top tier, but it's done. The art's different, like you know what I mean. Just like um, Demon Slayer art is different from like Alchemist, you know the one that you know. It's just you could tell the difference. And with One Piece, the animation is good, but then on that fight scene, it just hits another level, and it's so freaking clean, dude, that you're just like, oh my god. It's so clean. And the artist that they have in there now that I do it, he does little, you got, if you pause it, he puts little dope sayings in there. And everyone was like, oh, dude, that's so sick. But you have to pause it to see it. I can't remember some of the stuff that they say, but it, it's like they're, they love that. They love One Piece so much that when they do it, they put the little things in there to, for people to catch like, like Easter egg. But just like this last episode that was this last Saturday, the animation. Clean, and I'll tell you what he does when we go off the air. So clean, dude. Like Alan, like you could just watch that episode and start from there. I don't even think you got to watch the other one. Just start from there and just enjoy where they're at now. That's what okay, Joe. Joe, okay. Before you jump in, Alfonso, Joe. Last time I tried to watch something from a certain point, Essentials, you clown me for sixty minutes straight. Okay, yeah. so don't hamburgers. <laughs> don't tell me to jump in at a certain point. <laughs> Because we know how that ends up. 
I know you're not going to watch a thousand episodes, man. It's tough. Yeah, it is. So I feel like you could just watch, start watching it now. And then, you know, like, it's so good. You might go back and watch some stuff. (laughs) The essentials. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they do have One Piece wiki where it'll tell you which episodes to skip that are fillers Mm -hmm. and it gets straight to the arcs. Nice, nice. So that would be the equivalent of like a protein burger? (laughs) (laughs) No, because you still are missing the good stuff. Impossible (laughs) burger? Yeah. (laughs) Alfonso. Hey, Joe, Joe, I got a question for you. How far ahead is the manga compared to the anime? Um, It's pretty close. Okay. And I can't tell you how close because it'd be spoiling, but okay. it's pretty, it's, it's, it's close. It's like, it's like you're running and you're looking back, you can still see someone catching you, but oh, they're not cool. catching you yet. But right. you turn around, you can still see the person behind you. So the manga kind of spoils the, the anime. Yeah. Like we, like a lot of people knew about gear five a, a while ago. Mm-hmm. And so that's why everyone was so hyped up about gear five coming out. Right. And to see it in anime, ah, it's like it's a preview, <laughs> yeah. And real quick, a little off topic am I supposed to watch Full Metal Alchemist or Full Metal Alchemist something else? It's like, isn't there two of them? I think it's kind of all the same. And uh, short answer is, I don't know. However, just watch it on Hulu and it goes through the entire arc. Everybody said Brotherhood from when I went and watched it, so I heard Brotherhood's the one to go. There you go. Cavi set us straight. Brotherhood it is. So before we go, uh, you know, we've covered a lot, a thousand episodes, everything like that. I've seen that One Piece is on Hulu and then it's on Netflix. But Joe's getting episode 726 and 1072. Joe, where are you getting your content from? Crunchyroll. Okay. I mean, you, you could pay. I pay. Because I'll be damned if I'm watching commercials. <laughs> but you could watch Crunchyroll for free, but you just got to go through the ads. Got the UPS money. <laughs> hey, Kevin, okay. can we get a can we get a Crunchyroll uh, Tootsie Roll mashup? Crunchyroll Tootsie Roll mashup. I don't even know what the hell that means, but um, sure, sure. Oh man, don't tell me you're too young to know the song Tootsie Roll. Whatever it is, you think. <laughs> No, not you that see, one. <laughs> not that it one. It comes a crunchy roll to me, right? That. That'll work. That'll okay, work. Cavi <laughs> pulls the joke out of the fire. Cavi's MVP for that one. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, okay. So I'll be watching Crunchy Roll for free. Thank you very much for that. Um, overall. Um, I feel like this has been really exciting because, you know, there's a lot of times I'm not going to watch something. I'm not into something. And, you know, I love a perspective when it's different than mine. You guys know I have the attention deficit. Um, so I'm not going to watch anything of any substantial, um, you know, show that has a long history. But this, I might start at episode 1072. So thank you guys very much. So before we go out, Cavi, uh, just one additional question. Is there anything you're working on? I know you got this mysterious project that's coming out. Is there anything else that you want the ladies, gentlemen, and the knights of the nerd world order 
to uh you know watch with you and jesus f baby jesus f baby's in limbo he's uh somewhere between purgatory and the river of sticks but um <clears throat> I, i'm probably gonna make it my own channel for jesus eventually like i think i kind of want to separate the two of them uh we got a short film coming out pretty soon sometime next year that we've been working on um i'm gonna plug bat in the sun because shout out to them um I've been a PA for them. I helped do some sound for them on JDF's last project. So that's coming out next year. And um, everyone should go see that because let's, you know, do JDF a solid and come out and support him, man. RIP, he was a great dude. And um, I know there's got to be a lot of Power Ranger fans and watching this. So, um, yeah, go go see um, Legend of the White Dragon. And this concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and Knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined. Booyah! Yay! Whoa, whoa, what just happened? I'm out.